Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the first quarter 2021 Von Nelson International Small Cap Recap Call. In the first quarter of 2021, the Von Nelson International Small Cap Strategy returned 4.51% growth, 4.18% net, and that is up against the MSCI EFA Small Cap Index at 4.5%. With me today is our Senior Portfolio Manager, Marco Priani. And with that, Marco, I'll turn things over to you. Thank you very much, Dan. It was a very interesting quarter for the international small cap strategy. We have mentioned in our outlook for 2021 that the context was predominantly positive and highlighted the risks in the sense that from a macro perspective, we were venturing in uncharted waters that would test uh, limits to monetary policy driven by an unprecedentedly aggressive fiscal policy. Those two elements help frame the performance uh, of the international small cap asset class during the quarter. The benchmark, which our strategy outperformed marginally, shows a positive 4.5% progress for the year measured in US dollars and around 7.5% in local currency. Probably performance of the asset class would have been better were it not for inflationary fears that prompted an increase across the yield curve in the US and to a lesser extent in some of our geographies. The absolute level of the interest rates continued to be on the moderate or very moderate side, but the market was spooked rather by the velocity of the change. The return that we mentioned of roughly 7.5% in local currency for the asset class was affected negatively by an appreciation of the US dollar of roughly 3%. There are several reasons for the appreciation of the US dollar during the period, some fundamental and some technical. On the fundamental side, we can cite the perspective of a more rapid economic recovery in the US as compared to our geographies. This is driven in turn by a faster vaccination campaign and a more aggressive fiscal response. These factors determine that nominal interest rates reacted, as we mentioned, strongly in the US, generating a renewal of the carry trade and increasing demand for the American currency. The technical reason for the dollar appreciations is that by January of this year, the various positions on the dollar had reached the highest level since 2011. The unwinding of some of those bets uh, considering interest rate increases contributed to the strength of the US dollar during the period. Over the medium term, we think that it is doubtful that the appreciation of the US dollar will continue at this pace. On the one side, the stimulus impact on economic growth uh, in the US will fade, and the stimulus and recovery in other geographies will pick up as their vaccination progress catches up. Additionally, increased inflation, fiscal and current account deficit, and increasing sovereign debt in the US, some of which are at record levels, should play also against the US dollar. An interesting aspect related to the US dollar appreciation has to do with the question if the level of vaccination in different geographies had any influence on returns over the quarter. In terms of vaccination progress, there is a clear geographical order for most important markets 
uh, within our geographies, with the UK being the clear leader with 45% uh, of doses applied in relation to the population, followed by the EU with 12%, and uh, in the uh, last uh, place, Japan, with less than 1%. Surprisingly, the returns for the quarter in local currency are exactly in the inverse order, with Japan returning almost 11%, the EU 9.5% and the UK 6%. When we consider the returns in US dollars, however, the order flips and the UK returns 7%, the EU roughly 5% and Japan below 3.5% meaning that the level of vaccination is negatively correlated to stock returns in local currency, but positively correlated to the strength of the currencies against the US dollar. In other words, the currencies of the geographies with lower levels of vaccination depreciated more against the US dollar. From a stylistic perspective, the shift from the growth factor uh, that was dominant until November towards the value factor continued during the quarter with an outperformance of the value factor of around 600 basis points during the period. The team's disciplined approach to risk allowed their strategy to outperform the benchmark under this new regime, as was the case when growth was dominant during the first 10 months of the year. For secular reasons, uh, we consider that the level of outperformance of value that we observed during the first quarter of 2021 is not likely to be sustained for a long period of time. From a sector perspective, industrials and healthcare contributed the most in terms of relative outperformance, in both cases driven by both allocation and selection. Selection on the other side determined that financials resulted the worst performing sector, relatively speaking. In absolute terms and considered in US dollars, financials increased by 10.3% for the benchmark, making it the best performance sector, while utilities uh, were the worst performing at uh, minus 2.3% absolute return in US dollars. This is not surprising considering the market focus on interest rate movements during the quarter. From a geographical perspective, the UK was the country that contributed the most to relative performance driven by both allocation and selection. German detracted the most driven by selection. We continue to find plenty of interesting opportunities and acquired 13 new companies for the portfolio and exited 10 positions. In general, very broad profile of the companies we acquired, but, but three of them are in the healthcare space, in unrelated fields to each other. On a portfolio view, our undervalued asset category is at the highest levels of several quarters, which is not difficult to understand given the macro context. The outlook has not changed from our last communication for the remainder of the year. We continue to see attractive valuations and supporting macro environment for our geographies. Risks, as we mentioned, are coming from the uncharted territory we are crossing in terms of monetary and fiscal policy and ge geopolitical tensions.
opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.